Welcome to The Middle Note, a podcast about cancel culture in music. I'm your host and producer, Sierra Hebson. Kanye West, nowadays known as Ye, has created controversy throughout his career. From that awkward moment at the VMAs with Taylor Swift, to shocking Alex Jones on InfoWars when he said, and I quote, I love Nazis. Whether you love him or hate him, Kanye is a creative experimentalist when it comes to his music. I can still remember when his first single, Through the Wire, debuted in 2004 from his album College Dropout, which has received critical acclaim. I was in high school and going through a bad breakup. And although a high school breakup isn't nearly as traumatic as getting into a serious car accident and having your jaw wired shut because of it, the song helped me embrace my creativity, and I realized if Kanye can get through this, so can I. By the way, I'm not used to calling him Ye, so we'll refer to him as Kanye. On today's episode, we have David Spivak. David discovered Kanye's music through the song Jesus Walks. He enjoys singing West songs and karaoke. David also grew up in a Jewish family. As you will hear, David is reflective and makes sense of the world around him. He is here today to discuss how he feels about some of West's recent controversies. David, thank you so much for coming on the show. And um, if you'd like, if you want to go ahead and tell us a little bit about yourself. Let's see. Uh, I was born in 78. So um, I think that's around Kanye's birthday. I don't know. And um, I'm, uh, I am I like math a lot. I do math for a living most of the time. And I like, uh, I guess in terms of musical taste, I started like in classical, classic rock and then like moved to tried out jazz and like got into Afro-Cuban jazz and stuff like that, but then got into rap at some point. Um, and I think when I heard Kanye for the first time, uh, I was pretty blown away. Like, I think I heard Jesus Walks and Through the Wire. And I I was like kind of an atheist at the time. And I like turned off Jesus Walks the first time I heard it or for some reason. And then I just really loved that kind of like, um, Jesus Walks. And then it kind of does this like syncopated, like Jesus Walks. And I was like, damn, that's really cool. Thank you so much. Um, as a person, you know, with Kanye, like in this past year, he has made comments um, that are anti-Semitic. Um, he's made comments in the past that are crazy, or I guess not crazy, um, just very shocking. And, um, we also know that he struggles with mental illness, um, particularly bipolar disorder. And it seems like he is not getting the help that he needs. Um, so you know, recently on when he was on Alex Jones, he was dressed in a heavy jacket, um, had a face covering on so you couldn't see his face or his expressions. And he said, I love Hitler. And Alex Jones was like, I don't agree with that. Um, but I would like to know your thoughts on that, David. Oh, I mean, I mean, since the very beginning, he, I found his music like he's extremely arrogant. Um like a, a lot of rappers are, but like he's, um, he's pretty misogynistic at times. Like, um, and so this doesn't feel to me anything new. Like, it's like, now it's my people. I don't know. That doesn't affect me in any kind of real way. Um, 
like except i mean the only the only danger is like if if this caught on and like all of a sudden like lots and lots of people were anti-semitic when they weren't before um but i don't think that a comment like i love hitler really does that i think what does that more is like um any accuracy he has in terms of pointing out power structures where jewish people are like surprisingly like in power that that sort of thing if it's true then like people are like what the i didn't know you're allowed to say that and then like um that that sort of thing seems to be way more powerful than like an i love hitler comment and the thing is about that one if if it is true that jewish people um are in more power um he he claimed he you know it's like well they know how to take care of themselves or they know how um you, they, they know certain things about the financial industry I don't think he like t thought of it as like some kind of cabal, and I certainly don't think it's like some kind of weird, like um, weird like backhand back room shady dealing like cabal thing. I think, uh, but I do think that it, there's like surprise. It's surprisingly skewed sometimes in terms of power, and like I think taking a look at that is is like kind of interesting. I I just wish it wasn't like. Um, made out to be demonizing in any way. I, I don't get the sense that he's super anti-Jewish people. I get the sense that he likes to be controversial and that he um, wants to like understand how Jewish people have the power they have in society so that he can help black people like get that. Or at least that's the claim he was making that like, I wanna help black people like learn how to do the same things that Jewish people have learned how to do. And I think, I. I I mainly trust like society's ability to like decide these things and process these things through podcasts like this and like Twitter or whatever, like all these different platforms. Um, people hear each other listening to Kanye and they say like, oh, turn that off. And then they're like, why? He was been misogynistic forever. And like you liked him before or whatever. And like there's this, these conversations and they're how society kind of evolves. Uh, the way it evolves may cancel him because like no one wants to see him and, like uh louis ck like i used to think he was so funny and then when it came out that like some of the stuff he was saying actually probably was based in more truth than i thought like he i just didn't find him funny anymore it's not that i want to hurt him um i don't want him to be to suffer anymore than he has to i don't want to shame him uh but he did do things that hurt like or made people uncomfortable and he did it from a position of power and like the fact that people don't want him on tv anymore is like kind of what happens and i feel like same thing with with um with kanye like i still like his music but i don't i've never really liked his person that much um so like i'm not gonna pay for stuff of his necessarily but i'm not gonna cancel it i, I personally don't need to cancel him but if the society does cancel him then that seems like that's kind of how the cookie crumbles yeah do you think maybe more of like separating the art from the artist as far as kanye goes i know you mentioned that you don't really care for him so much as a person but you do enjoy his music yeah it's hard i mean i don't really have um very strong like opinions or like well thought out ideas about this stuff like i it could be that someone's like comes up to me after you know somebody hears this podcast or something and comes up to me and explains to me why this is really really bad and i shouldn't do it um to i i don't know if it's a matter of separate yeah i guess it's separate the art from the artist i never thought of it that way exactly or or anyway i was just like i like this music and um i guess yeah i guess it's exactly that like if you want to fix something usually it's a matter of like understanding the lines of 
kind of yeah kind of understanding the lines of how everything connects and then and then being like oh we could just route that over there and it'd be better um usually trying to break something and i guess that's not what people are i feel like that's what people are kind of trying to do with canceling but there i don't know i guess it's it's okay to me <laughs> um it's just that like blaming people i feel like i want to blame um not understanding I want to like, yeah. I want, my belief is that understanding is what really like understanding each other and how systems work and stuff is really what moves things the most. Yeah. I think what really fear stems from is just not being able to understand. And mm-hmm. maybe that occurs on both sides of the spectrum, you know, um, either not, you know, not seeking to understand. It's like with Kanye, it's so much easier to be like, we're done, done with this. And I feel like that with cancel culture, I feel like that's kind of, it's harder to seek to understand than it is to just completely cut someone off. Um, It's harder to ask questions about the whys and the hows instead of, instead of just easily just being like, nope, like not listening to that, not dealing with that. But I feel like these, um, I feel like these types of questions should be asked. You know, I feel like with cancel culture, yes, I do think that we do need to hold people accountable for their actions, for their words. Uh, I don't think that that means dehumanizing, especially celebrities and thinking that they're never going to make any mistakes or do anything dumb because we're human. I agree that cancel culture is a display of force that like Twitter and other things like we can gang up and like change things. And that's kind of cool. Like that we can actually change things and the things we, we want to change are like when voices are like dehumanizing people or whatever, we're like those voices no longer get any, get to be loud. We take your megaphone away. Um, and that's cool. So then, but then like who has the megaphone or like, um, and which things get canceled and like who's deciding all the things that we're allowed to kind of know um, well, I guess it's like this big evolutionary force of like different forces get power at different times. Like at some point, Jesus was on the bottom of the heap and crucified. And on the, in the next, you know, 300 years later, he's on the top or whatever, however long it took, he's on the top of the heap and like dominating the world. And like, um, I don't know, these things kind of mix and go up and down. And, but I agree with you that like critical thinking is to me what we're actually should be after just like what is actually going on here who what interesting points can we tease out from what joe rogan said or what alex jones said um what interesting what techniques do they use to manipulate people that we want to like highlight so that that gets less powerful how do you think that kanye can be held accountable for these comments I mean, so like if, if brands drop him, if he has to think about these things, um, I like the word accountable to mean that the person is able to account for what they're doing, like that they should be able and and willing to explain it and, um, not in a lying way, but like, actually when you are do accounting, like it's, it's actually, um, line by line edit, you know, you can point to something and say, no, but what about this? And they actually want to explain it. And like, if somebody has integrity, um, then they want to explain why they made the choices they made, uh, especially if they feel like comfortable if the person talking to them is like, you know, interested in the truth. So let's just assume that. Um, 
and then they can then they should say like oh wow you're right that that thing i said there was actually now that i think about it doesn't line up with my values or something like that and then that account of their values and why they did what they did is the thing that i think we need more of so being held accountable i would hope that there that like somebody can somebody i bet his mom kind of could hold him accountable i had to have this feeling when she was alive um, I don't know if there's anybody else who he would actually give the power to um, work with him to try to figure out what's going on in his own, you know, world. Yeah, and I mean, my, you know, my mom has never, my mom hasn't passed away yet, and I, you know, how can I possibly know how that's going to affect me until it actually happens? Because of these comments, like Adidas and Balenciaga and you know, they dropped him from their label. And now we have the new CEO of Adidas just saying like, you know, he probably didn't mean what he said. And it was a stupid thing. I don't think that that means that they're going to be picking him back up anytime soon. Um, But do you think that they made the right choice to drop him um, from their brands? Um, I mean, I think it's a, it's a financial calculation they're making. They're like, what is, what is our brand? What do we want to be associated with? Like what? And I think this is all a part of, I mean, I have a very like kind of big picture systems view of everything where I'm just like, this is society processing um, our world. And like them making these calculations is like very big processors. Like corporations are able to harness lots of different people to like process information. Um, and but through their processing, they're deciding whether like their segment of how money flows, like maybe most of their people are old money, the people that buy their stuff, or maybe the people that buy their stuff are um, tech people or whatever. And they're making a calculation of whether that group of people is offended by Kanye West or not, um, whether that group of people has a lot of Jewish people or whatever sorts of calculations. And this is in some sense like society processing where power is located, what what people are willing to like change things for and like make their lives a little bit worse for. Like, I don't want to listen to Kanye anymore. Now I, I feel a little bit deprived or something um, or I'm not going to buy that kind of uh, fish anymore or whatever. So I, I think it's like I'll leave it to them to decide if it's like correct processing. I think you bring up a good point, you know, like with businesses, There's businesses that genuinely do care about their consumers, you know, and don't want to be associated with any kind of hate speech or, you know, they want to embrace diversity and and inclusion. But there's always just kind of that aspect is like, we got to follow the money, right? And, and we got to, we got to see where this money goes. And like you said, if a good chunk of them are people who don't agree with this and, if it's bad for business to keep Kanye as, you know, as a, as someone part of their team, their creative team. Um, so I think maybe it's just, it's just kind of the fact that like it's, it influences people, but also the, in, the people influence the brands as well. Do you think overall that cancel culture and music, is it more dangerous or is it more beneficial to society or do you think that maybe there is some type of balance of the two? I think it's like a work in progress. I think like we, we um, at some point people realize the power that they had on the internet to change um, people's megaphone levels or whatever. And, and that was an important 
mo- moment in time. Like for a long time, it was the New York Times deciding um, what's true and what's not. And then it was like, that was kind of opened up on Wikipedia and then blogging and all sorts of things. Um, and each of these kind of gets some amount of power to like, based on how accurate they are and their reputation that they build, um, they can start to like become a force. Whether like where the final, like there's such a reaction against cancel culture that it's kind of disempowering it and like where it all lands in the end, I think is still kind of a, a work in progress. Um, and I, I, I think it's important, like there, it's inevitable that like people would try to make a difference um, in the way that they thought was important. And I think that's good. Uh, and w- did they do a great job or will they eventually be seen in the future as like, you know, another kind of um, book burning censorship type thing? I have no idea. Uh, it's up to them to like have their reputation, like whoever it is who is who's good at cancel canceling people want, should try to make sure that they preserve their reputation as, as somebody who um, they're going to like to be in the future. David, thank you so much for being on the show. I really uh, love hearing what you have to say. And um, thanks again. Thanks, Sierra. Thank you for tuning in to this episode of The Middle Note. Be sure to like and follow The Middle Note wherever you listen to your podcasts. If you would like to be a guest on The Middle Note, please follow the link in the description above. I'm Sierra Hebson, your host and producer. Music is composed by NoFX. Thank you again and stay musical.